Live from the Thompson Tire and Services Studio. Let's get it! This is the Antler Report. Let's get it! Yes, sir! On the Antler Sports Network. This is the Antler Report on the Antler Sports Network. A little bit of a more different ordeal than you may be used to. We're on a Wednesday today, usually on a Tuesday, but today we're on Wednesday, but I'll, I promise you, absolutely guarantee it is all for a good reason. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Antler Sports Network. You're tuning in live to the Antler Report, wherever you may be listening, live on the Mixler app or post-live broadcast, wherever you find your podcast, on the TuneIn radio app, and on all Google and Alexa control devices. Be sure to follow the Antler Sports Network across all of our social media platforms on Twitter at Antler underscore SN, on Facebook and YouTube, just search Antler Sports Network, and on Instagram, just search up Antler Sports Net with no work at the end. Today, to say the absolute least, is a historic day, not only for myself personally, but for the network, and even you, the Antler Sports Network faithful, listening either at home, in your cars, at work. Just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. The Antler Sports Network would not be here without each and every single one of you. And speaking of importance, we have the man of the hour. You know, if you've been following us across social media, we've hinted at something big. And that something big is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. The Antler Sports Network is going to be taking the next step. That's to say the least. This is bigger than a step. This is a leap and bound. From our humble beginnings of six-hour audio-only broadcast to all the crashes, to all the mishaps, to everyone from coaches, athletes, fans, and our fantastic Antler Sports Network audience that have been here since the very beginning, since last November, and have watched the network's growth, thank you. From all the producers, from all the workers behind the scenes, and from myself, thank you. And without further ado, I can proudly announce that the Antler Sports Network is about to go global, thanks to the fantastic people over at Fox D Network. Speaking of Fox D Network, we have the man behind the Fox, the man behind the pointed ears himself, Mr. Heath from Fox D. Fantastic to have you on here on the on the Antler Point of the Antler Sports Network. Kind of give people a glimpse as to what to expect from the Fox D network platform and really how this will upgrade the Antler Sports Network viewing experience for fans around, not only around the state of the country, but around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thanks for having me on the show uh, very much to pleasure to be here with you. Um, so I guess to give a little bit of the folks about myself and sorry if it kind of sounds like a selling point, but uh, my name is Heath Douglas. I'm the chief marketing officer at the Fox D network and what we are is we are the first and only of its kind open source and decentralized streaming network where we basically allow anybody and everybody that would otherwise not be able to get on television or end up getting on the big time radio stations. We give people that opportunity to get on our network and to be able to broadcast themselves worldwide. Right now, we've obviously hooked up with yourself. Uh, with the Antler Network, but of course, we're always looking for talent such as shows, we're looking for e-gaming, all that sort of stuff. But basically what, now I'm not the one that actually built the network. Uh, actually, Joseph, who's our production manager, he's the one that did that, is uh, last year is they start, uh, he and his uh, 
the guy Steve, they started with this idea like, you know what? Media is saturated. Media has gotten to the point it's not what it used to be. And so it's just kind of that whole thing where people say like, well, if you don't like Facebook, why not build your own Facebook? You don't like YouTube, build your own YouTube. Well, that's basically what he did. And so it became to where he coupled it with the altcoin, which we are a, tech, a, a blockchain tech company as well, and that's on Steve's side. And basically just taking the coin as well as with the media idea, just spreading that around to as far and wide as we can. I actually came in August of 2021. Uh, but we've been growing exponentially to the point where we've got yourself, we've got arena leagues like uh, with the North Louisiana, excuse me, North Louisiana League, uh, the AAL. We've also got Carbon TV, which is the largest outdoor uh, television that you see on uh, Roku and Amazon and all that sort of stuff. And we're just building up from there. So we are your alternative for mainstream media, and and that's what we're basically branching out to be. Now, of course. Sometimes new things can be scary. I can attest. Sometimes there are new things that come around in life, whether that be in within the network or outside the network. That can be kind of, I don't know, kind of make you hesitant. When it comes oh, yeah, to the no, Antler it, Sports Network, is anything going to change from a viewer standpoint? Kind of relax the people listening at home. Sure, sure. No, anything that you guys have going on is nothing is going to change about the Antler Sports Network. It will still be around. It'll still exist. And I got to give props uh, to Jared. I mean, when I saw his stuff on YouTube, it just blew me away at the professional level of quality. I mean, it is ESPN style quality that I just, it's, it's fantastic. And that is not going to change. We are not one of those companies that we're going to lock, stock and barrel, buy anybody out because again, we understand the value of having that own personal private uh, entity of your own validity and so it's one of those things where the only thing that's going to be changing if anything is that now for people that might be in korea or kansas you can now actually watch the sports that jared's actually going to be covering from texas to louisiana to oklahoma you name it so for everyone listening and everyone listening live and post recording nothing's going to change no rebrands no buying out you're going to get the same great content that all of our fans come to expect. You're going to get the same voices, the same visuals. Everything's going to be fantastic, except now we're even bigger. This is a move that I can say with absolute pride is going to help the ASN and most importantly, help deliver a even better experience to our viewers. Because if it wasn't for the viewers, we wouldn't be here. People say all the time, it's not all about the views, but to some point you have to sit back and think. If it wasn't for these people that take time out of their day, if it wasn't for people like you, Heath, that take time and take a chance on us as a network, pretty much a brand new network, not even a year old just yet, turning a year old in November, to be able to open your platform to us is something that is greatly appreciated. I'm sure the fans will be looking forward to the work that we do with the Fox D network. Uh, Heath, kind of give us an even more brief description and even more at the sports level. How will this help improve the viewer experience? I know you kind of alluded to location wise, but will this create ease of accessibility or what other viewer benefits does the Antler Sports Network teaming up with Fox D do for our viewership base? Yeah, absolutely. So you're right is in terms of location, that's kind of the biggest key hook for a lot of viewers is it makes it where the availability to watch and listen to the network is going to be expanded worldwide. 
uh, it's not going to be something where, because we understandably, and I've had this issue too, is where you have it where, you know, oh man, I would love to listen to team XYZ or, you know, you got grandma that lives up in Abilene, but her grandson's playing in Houston. And, you know, for obvious reasons, the local station doesn't pick it up. Well, now you can have grandma actually watch her grandson play basketball at that Houston tournament. And not just that, but it also brings a lot of opportunity for even sponsors for local places where if you have, for example, one of the local high school football teams that it's like, hey, man, we'd like to be on TV. Great. We will have Antler go out there, have them cover the game. And then if you want to, Dave's Donuts, Jimmy John's Barbecue, whatever it is, is we would be more than glad to have you jump on board with us and play commercials and have like logos on the side. You know, like nowadays, you got it where the little ticker is now sponsored by Domino's. Well, instead of Domino's, we can make that JJ's Barbecue. So, I mean, we are very much a grounded roots company that we are for the mom and pop shop. We are for the mom and pop teams. And to be able to work with you, work with these teams, work with these organizations, that is a huge step to be able to not just get us more out there, but have some of these teams that in other cases, like I said, wouldn't be able to get on TV. But like you and I had talked about, even when we first met, is there's some of these high school teams and being from Texas, you know, as well as I do, they've got the same quality, if not more in terms of viewership, in terms of fans than even the Dallas Cowboys which is saying something. So it's definitely going to be a step up for people to be able to have that opportunity to get their local high school games, to get maybe their local community college games seen on a much broader spectrum and be able to know that, hey, we're actually going to be treated with that golden glove style of, oh my gosh, this is actually way better than you know the guy that's just running his regular phone on you know the sidelines sort of thing. Now, where can people find the Fox D network. If people want to think, hey, let's see what this let's see what this guy's talking about. Let's see if we can get some bang for our buck here, some quality content. Can I give us a brief tutorial as to how people can find your content? Yeah, absolutely. So we are on Roku. We're also on pretty much all smart TV platforms like LG, Samsung. There's also a Fox D app as well. And basically, we're also branching out into other areas. We're branching out into uh, like on Tubi, Plex. We're basically all of your typical. Uh, free places that you would download. But our biggest one, like I, I would say, is Roku. Uh, if you got one, you can definitely download it there. But we're looking into Amazon, Fire Stick, all that jazz. So it, it's going to be one of those things where no matter what smart device you have, be it a smart TV, cell phone, whatever, is you'll definitely be able to look us up. So kind of give us a glimpse as to Fox D from a morale standpoint. What makes you want to set yourself so far apart instead of just going by the same mold, which as we've seen from other platforms has made billions and millions of dollars. What made you want to be so different? The biggest thing was kind of like I alluded to earlier is we understand that there is so much content out there. There are so many, not just teams, but there is e-gaming leagues. There is concerts. There is, I mean, a, a just myriad of different sorts of avenues for entertainment that just aren't getting seen by the bigger guys like ESPN or ABC or CBS and all that sort of stuff. And so I always tell people this is it's like with football is American football is a $10 billion worldwide organization. You know, and if you're talking the NFL is taking 5 billion of that, well, if nobody else is touching that other 5 billion, then I'd be more than glad to go down that route. 
But even more than that is beyond the money side of it, is this also a moral issue as well? Because, you know, there is that whole thing where you start getting into, you know, like for recently in the past couple of years, you know, political reasons, it's made it where people don't want to see, you know, their politics put on TV. We just want to be able to stream the sports. We just want to be able to stream your e-gaming tournament. We just want to be able to have that opportunity to be like, look, you want to watch concert xyz like let's say if there's a rascal flats concert you want to watch rascal flats that's what you're going to watch there's no if ands or buts about it there's no twists and turns and so we are taking that opportunity to be like again the alternate network where not only are we giving a people chance but we're also just making it plain and simple to where hey this is the content that you're going to be able to get up front so you pretty much all of our viewers all of our listeners You've got a feel as to where the Antler Sports Network is heading. Believe us, this is only going to go up from here. The step that we've taken in pairing with the Fox D Network is going to be fantastic. It's only great things ahead for the ASN. And once again, he thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for being on the show. We greatly appreciate you. Anything else you want to allude to, anything else you want to talk about, maybe plug your social medias, whether that be through Fox D, Belly Up, or even personal social media? Yeah, sure. No worries. So if anybody does want to check us out, we do have basically all of the good social media platforms. We are on Facebook at the Fox D Network, and that is F-O-X, and then just a big giant D network. And then we're also on Twitter at the Fox D Network. We're on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Gosh, where else are we not? I mean, we're pretty much all over YouTube. So, I mean, and then, of course, with Belly Up, they're the same way. You can check Belly Up out on Facebook as well. And like I said, we'll definitely be promoting, uh, you know, along with the, obviously the Antler Network, we'll also be promoting the teams that the Antler does work with. So same thing, if there's like a, a local, uh, well, I say in Texas, you know, districts, uh, you know, a district that is like, hey, we've got some other stuff we want to line up for not just football and basketball, but wrestling or tennis, we'll also be able to promote that as well and put our stuff, their stuff on our social media and we'll share those as well. And I know we alluded to Belly Up. Try to kind of give people a sense as to what Belly Up is as well. I feel like we're going to be seeing them a lot more often when it comes to the Antler Sports Network. Yeah, absolutely. So the Belly Up Network is one of our branches of the uh, sports network. And what they do is primarily right now they're a podcast, uh, kind of like you guys, you know, just kind of started out podcasting like normal. But they are branching out into covering a lot of live sports. And like I said, they're on Tiki, they're on Roku, all that sort of stuff. But they do coverage of the games and actually talk about them. Because one of the things when I met you, as you would talk about, you know, you get to know the players. You get to know the teams. And that's what these guys do. Is Belly Up is one of those. They're not just another couple of guys that, you know, they're sitting in their bedroom. They're just recording on some, you know, potato-style camera and just talking about the good old days of, you know, football and basketball in the 80s. I mean, they are one of those that they are literally the premiere of what the podcasting for sports, outside of yourself, of course, should be. So it is one of those deals where uh, you can check them out on bellyup.tv. Uh, like I said, you know, check out their social media and stuff like that. But yeah, they basically are uh, a wonderful podcast team. They're a wonderful group of analysts that they know what they're talking about. They know what kind of sports are out there. They know the players. And so like they do is they get involved with it to where you can tell that it's like, wait a second, this team's only been around for six months, but they act like they've known the coach for 20 years. 
All right, Heath, once again, from the Fox D Network, going to be solidifying an, a, an agreement and a fantastic future partnership with the Antler Sports Network. Be sure to go online at antlersn.com forward slash news coming up in the next couple of days. We'll try to get all the details ironed out. Make sure that the fans over at home, wherever you may be, are with us for every step of the process. Because once again, without you guys, BSN would not be where it is today. Heath, once again, thank you for being on. Be sure to follow the Foxy Network and Belly Up across social media. We'll definitely try to have you on once again. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you very much for having me as well, sir. Yes, sir. Fantastic. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll get right back into the swing of things. You're tuned in to the Antler Report on the Antler Sports Network. Studio. Let's get it! This is the Antler Report. Let's get it! Yes, sir! On the Antler Sports Network. To make winning decisions, you need a championship team in your corner. Monument Realty, led by Anthony Heider, is that championship team. With countless houses sold in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you're sure to score the right abode for you and your family. If finding the perfect home is in your future's game plan, then Monument Realty and Anthony Hyder are your perfect play call to get the job done. Monument Realty in Frisco, Texas, the official realtor company of the Dallas Cowboys, the Texas Rangers, and the Antler Sports Network. You're probably wondering, where is everyone in your area going for screen printing and promotional needs? It's simple. ABS T-Shirt Graphics. They can print on anything. We're talking shirts, hoodies, cups, pens, and pretty much anything that you can put a logo on. ABS T-Shirt Graphics is here to fulfill your company, organization, and fundraising needs. For a free quote, call 903-939-0990. ABS T-Shirt Graphics, located one half of a mile outside of the loop on 155 South. Don't forget to like them on Facebook. ABS T-Shirt Graphics. A car is one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. It's how you get to work, how you take the kids to school, and how you get to some of life's biggest moments. Why not treat it as such? Whenever your car needs some tender love and care, visit Thompson Tire and Services in Tyler on 321 South Bonner Avenue, just five minutes south from Christus Trinity Mother Francis Rose Stadium. Joe Thompson and his team of professionals bring decades of under the hood experience to ensure that your car runs to the best of its ability. Any make, any model, any year, Thompson Tire and Services is the only place to get the best service for your car in East Texas. Open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and closed on weekends. Hello, my name is Tarnisha. My name's Anthony. And we own Drip Like Jesus. Drip stands for devote, reach, influence people, just like Jesus did. Each one of our apparel has a scripture on the back that goes with the design. It's our cool way of spreading the gospel and look and fly. We are located in the Stonebriar Mall in Frisco and also online at www.driplikejesus.com. So feel free to go online and shop or come check us out in Frisco. And thank you for helping us spread the gospel. Live from the Thompson Tire and Services Studio. Let's get it! This is the Antler Report. Let's get it! Yes, sir! On the Antler Sports Network. Welcome back to the Antler Report on the Antler Sports Set with myself, Jared Jones, with you. Just not too long ago, Heath Douglas on via the ABS shirt graphics hotline for sports headlines brought to you by Tops Pizza here at the Tom to Tire Services Studios. Reports say that Deshaun Watson must disclose sex with other massage therapists. The recently signed Cleveland Browns still not out of the woods yet. 
staying in the AFC, Buffalo Bills receiver Stephon Diggs agrees to a four-year, $104 million extension to stay in Buffalo. A couple of weeks, I want to say about a week ago or so, it was rumored that he might even go to the Cowboys with his brother. Posting, I think he had a cryptic tweet or so, but he's staying in Buffalo. Tyron Matthew says he'll be more than happy to go back home to the New Orleans Saints. Of course, Tyron Matthew, arguably the best free agent out from the Kansas City Chiefs. One of the best secondary players in the NFL. Going to the Diamond now, the Cleveland Guardians, the new Cleveland Guardians, signed third baseman Jose Ramirez to a $124 million lucrative contract. And of course, we'll definitely have some time to get to this later. The Los Angeles Lakers officially eliminated from playoff contention. But first, before we get into some Lakers slander, which of course here on the Antler Report is 100% accepted, we have a new national champion. Just earlier this week, the Kansas Jayhawks winning their fourth national championship, winning against the AC North Carolina Tar Heels. So pretty much to the surprise of almost no one, in my opinion, I feel like when we get to a certain point with North Carolina, we're almost like the Atlanta Falcons of college basketball. No matter how big of a lead they have, UNC had a 17-point lead at one point. It was only a matter of time. We knew good and well that this would eventually fall out of the hands of the Tar Heels, and that's pretty much exactly what happened. Davis, Davis, waiting, looking, Puff Johnson, seven seconds, three, top of the key, no, Manic with the rebound, throws it away, trying to hit Black in the corner, and he spun it out of bounds, 4.2 seconds to go, Kansas by three, Martin, Christian Brown, fans to stand I hate to tell them they need no other encouragement coach is screaming at him get in the huddle so we can get organized for the last defensive possession Brown inbounds Harris Harris stepped out of bounds did he step out or was there a foul he was tiptoeing along the sideline the whistle blows and they're going to review this they're going to look at this did he step out of bounds? Yes, he did. Yeah, it looks like, like he it, did. Yeah. Looked like he did. Oh. Puff looking. Puff finds Love. Love will put it on the deck with three seconds. With two, three at the top of the key. It is no good. It falls just short. And the last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Kansas for the fourth time in school history. Men's Basketball national champions. The final score: Kansas 72, North Carolina 69. KU comes back from 15 down at half to win the national title. The Kansas Jayhawks, and it's time to receive the championship trophy. Chairman Tom Burnett, President Dr. Emmert, would you please present the trophy? to coach Bill Self. Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, let's thank the city of New Orleans for hosting a wonderful tournament and bringing us all back together again. And second of all, the fans, the fans here have been amazing. The University of Kansas fan base has been extraordinary. We're so excited for you. And here to present the trophy is the head of the basketball committee, Tom Burnett, to, to coach Self and the Kansas City Jayhawks, University of Kansas Jayhawks. Coach, congratulations. Wonderful job on behalf of the basketball committee. Congrats. There you go. What does this look like right here? What does that look like? 
Hey. All right, hey, hey, back down a little bit. Back up, back up a little bit. Hey, hey, easy, get back. <laughs> All right, Remy, good job. Coach, everybody wants to know, what did you say to this team at halftime when you were down 15? I really didn't say much. Uh, we were disappointed in how we played the first half. Uh, Carolina was obviously the much better team, and but this team has been down before, and, and uh, you know, I told them at halftime, would you rather be down 15 with 20 left or down nine with two left? Because that was obviously what happened in 2008. And they all said, let's take 15. So we played off of that. You know, I thought about your team tonight, about what you guys did in the regional final. Now, you didn't have a big deficit, but you turned the switch in that game in Chicago against Miami. It was very similar to what happened here tonight, wasn't it? Well, we, uh, we didn't play well the first half against Miami, and then we were lights out the second half. And tonight, we obviously labored the first half. But the kids competed. We still didn't make free throws. We missed some bunnies. But that's about as good defensively as I think a team can play uh, uh, that second half. You know, Brown came up big in that second half. I mean, I hate to isolate any players. McCormick, David, you hit some big shots on couple of trips down the floor in the lake going that was huge too wasn't it oh yeah we had uh, we had some really good possessions late we posted CB a couple of times and and everybody contributed uh, uh, everybody played well but we when we had to have a basket we went to Big Dave and he delivered what does it mean to you to have now a second national championship you are the first Kansas coach in history to have multiple national titles the first ever You've done that now. You said you wanted more in a press conference this week. You've got it. What does it mean? Uh, it means that Kansas has won a fourth national championship is what it basically means. And it's great for the kids. Uh, uh, it's especially special for my family this year because, you know, we, we lost our father uh, two months ago. So uh, uh, we had a lot to play for. Congratulations, Coach. I know how much this one meant in your heart. I know, I know it did. Well done. Thank you very much. Head coach from the Kansas Jayhawks, now national champion head coach, Bill Self, becoming the first coach in Jayhawk history to win multiple championships in a fashion in which I can only call stereotypical. Now, regardless of the fact of Amando, Armando Baycott, excuse me, getting her in the last minute of the game, if you look back now, new angles and videos coming out of the court seeming to literally converge around Baycott's ankle. I don't know what happened. I don't know, maybe because the humidity was too great for the court, for the wood of the floor to handle due to being a Louisiana. But regardless, if Armando Baycott stays in this ballgame, Kansas does not win the national championship. It's as simple as that. The Tar Heels led in team rebounds, in team blocks, in team free throw percentage. They had a 17-point lead at one point of the ballgame. I want to say it was in the earlier, excuse me, the latter half of the first half. And the Tar Heels are unbeaten. 21-0 this season after having the advantage at the half. But late in that first half, Kansas began to show signs of life. They scored 16, no, excuse me, UNC scored 16 unanswered late in the first half. I honestly don't know what happened. I feel like if 
if the Tar Heels are led by a prime Roy Williams team, then this wouldn't happen. UNC probably is one of the best middle C teams we've ever seen in terms of this, this past UNC team. They're not an eighth seed. They're better than an eighth seed. They're better than half of that remaining field past the round of 32. And I feel like anyone that watched the tournament can say that. This UNC team wasn't a fluke. This UNC team was a false eight seed. This was a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. But Kansas, they played like a one seed. It's as simple as that. There's a reason why the committee gave them a one seed. They completed the largest comeback in national championship history. I feel like that isn't said enough. The number one, a number one seed should be able to handle any situation thrown at them. And Kansas is the definition of that one seed. They played in the hardest conference in basketball in the Big 12. They beat everyone they were supposed to beat. Didn't really lose anyone they were supposed to lose to other than my, other than my TCU Horn Frogs, but I'll save that. I'll save it. I'll save my bias. But this is Kansas' third straight win against North Carolina in the national tournament. 4-2 all time. This is their first national championship meeting between I guess Kansas City, as some people call it, which is utterly embarrassing, and North Carolina since 1957. That last time the Tar Heels won 54-53. to Also another game that ended in dramatic fashion. So I guess it's just, I guess it's just like clockwork for these two teams to meet the national championship and give their fan bases heart attacks. Some heart attacks better than others. But with the conclusion of another college basketball season, we're left as fans, as media, as casual everyday people to look back and think, what's next? And that's what the LSU Tigers locker room is saying right now. The, the LSU Tigers don't have a basketball team. They don't. As of right now, all of their players have entered the transfer portal. In my opinion, the portal is going to eventually kill the Cinderella story. We have teams such as St. Peter's, as we talked about last week. We have the UMBCs. We have the Butlers. We have the teams that we know aren't supposed to be there, but went over our, the, our hearts as fans as the tournament transpires. But with teams literally now being able to just hop, skip, and jump pretty much anywhere they want, I feel like that, that stigma, that mantra, that glow that these teams, these Cinderella and quotation mark teams have, it's slowly going to go away because eventually everyone's just going to think, oh, why would I play here if I can just transfer and go somewhere else? But another thing that people don't really pay attention to is the fact that just because you transfer, you're not guaranteed a spot on a team. Just because you transfer, you're not going to get any playing time. And that's something that I don't think people put enough light on when it comes to all this transfer portal mess. Yes, I understand that college is beginning to seem more and more like the pros when it comes to player freedom and player maneuverability. There's a reason people leave. You don't play for Gonzaga, almost get guaranteed a conference championship every season, almost get guaranteed a Final Four and at least an Elite, or at least an elite Eight appearance every year, and just want to up and leave. There has to be a reason. Whether that be within the teams, whether that be coaching, whether that be just players and their personality and their egos, 
overshadowing their judgment, which happens often. Especially now when an athletic age to where social media is king. If you don't have a big social media following, no one's going to pay attention to you. If you don't play for these for these shoe brand teams and these big shoe brand tournaments, you're not going to get any attention. It's all about attention now, and it's all about ego now. And I hate to say it, but it has that virus, that bull, that BS, that bull jive, as Shannon Sharp would say, has leaked into the college game. Now, I love the NIL. I love the new name, image, and likeness rules. I like the transfer portal. But it's going to get to the point to where the rich get richer. And these big-time guys that want to transfer and go to these mid-major, lower-ranked schools just for a chance of playing time, and they realize grass ain't always greener on the other side. But I feel like there is some positive that can come out of this tournament. I feel like we can stay in college and go to the college football playoff committee. They can learn from the NCAA basketball tournament. That just because you have more teams, it doesn't mean you're not going to get your blue bloods. You're not going to get the big ratings. Out of the six or seven cable, excuse me, the six or seven cable televised national championships, this last one was the highest rated of all time. Now you can take that with a grain of salt if you want, and I completely understand. I get it. Haven't been too many games broadcasted via cable satellite for the national championship, but out of those handful, five, six, seven games. This most recent one was the most viewed of all time. People will watch quality basketball. People will watch quality football. People will tune in to see Duke lose. People will tune in to see Kansas win and vice versa. In college football, the same song, different key. People will tune in to see Alabama lose. I'll say it again. People will tune in to see Alabama lose. I am one of those people, self-admittedly. When Alabama loses, it's a great day in America. It's a great day for the world. The college football playoff committee cannot be afraid of expansion just because they won't get their precious Crimson Tide Sooners, Longhorns, and Georgia Bulldogs in the national championship. College basketball proved that the best teams are going to make it no matter what. You're going to get a blue blood or two in your Final Four and your Elite Eight or in this case, in your semifinal and your college football championship. You're going to get a blue blood or two. You're going to get a big name. You're going to get a team that's going to draw ratings. So why the college football playoff committee is hesitant to expand the field, I will never understand. I feel like they're just scared that they're going to get Alabama bounced in the first round by, say, a Jackson State. Or, say, a TCU. Say, a Baylor. A team that isn't really going to have the same big name draw or the big name stigma of an Alabama. And I get it. I get it. It's a ratings game. It's all a money game. I feel it. I understand it. I 100% get it. But you have to get to the point to where you say to yourself, we can't just have the same four or five teams play in every single college football playoff semifinal, can we? And I know they're never going to think that way because that's not a money-making philosophy. Looking at an event through the eyes of the fans isn't always going to make the most money. Because if you ask the fans, they would want to see a St. Peter's UMBC in the national championship every single season just for them to get blitzed by a Duke or a Kansas or a Kentucky or a UNC every year. But there has to be a line. There has to be a time where you sit down, pick yourself up, look yourself in the mirror and think, okay, we have to do what's best for the game, not for our pocketbooks. And that's not only in the college football playoff committee, but just in the world in general. You have to just do what's right. 
Forget the money. Just stick with common sense, which isn't common anymore, to say the least. And just do what's best for the fans. Because if it wasn't for the fans, you wouldn't have a college football playoff. You wouldn't have a national championship with the highest ratings of all time via cable. If it's not for the fans, you wouldn't have jack squat. Keeping with college football and college athletics as a whole, could the NCAA be getting cold feet over their new name, image, and likeness rules? Because even from a local standpoint, I'm in East Texas, East Texas born and raised. Over in Tatum, not too far from the Thompson Tire and Service Studios, about a good 30 to 45 minutes away, there are kids that are getting double-digit Division I scholarships and are getting approached by not just local brands, but big-name brands as well. There are kids from little towns with populations in the triple digits that are eligible to make millions of dollars out of high school simply because of their play and their brand capability off the field. Now, if I'm the NCAA, if I'm the NCAA, me and myself, Jared Jones of the Antler Sports Network, are the NCAA, and I see the opportunities that athletes are getting, I like it. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm enjoying seeing athletes being thoroughly and fairly compensated for their talent and their potential off the field as well. As a member of the media, I feel as if your presence off the field is just as important as your presence on it. Personally, I can't watch NBA post-game post conferences anymore because the media presence isn't there, in my opinion. You have these grown men making millions and billions of dollars a year who can't say a full sentence without saying, um. You have Joel Embiid every 10 seconds. Uh, Kevin Durant every 5 seconds. Uh, LeBron James, he has that little shoulder lean to the side holding his microphone like he runs the place after he got blitzed by the Timberwolves by 16 points. Um, 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 no. No, stop that. That's stupid. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that crap. As a member of the media, it's hard to do interviews sometimes because half of the interview is just players either pausing or saying, um. So I'm glad that players are having to be responsible for how they carry themselves off the field. Yeah, you have to do that already, and you know the good old-fashioned saying, characters, what, how people see off the field or when people aren't looking. I get that. That's fine. But now they're under an even deeper microscope, and I love it. It's forcing players to hold themselves accountable on the field of play and off the field of play. Back in February, the NCAA called for a review of the name, image, and likeness rules and the school's execution. In April, this month, those results are due. Now, it goes without saying we know good and well Ray Charles and Hella Keller can see good and well that, guess what? These schools are going to be paying players to come play for their respective teams. And we knew that. Before NIL became a thing, before it was even considered, we knew this was happening. We knew Nick Saban was sliding kids, brand new cars, an apartment, and a couple thousand, maybe even in some cases, hundred thousand bucks to come play for Bama or to come play for Oklahoma or to go play for USC, UCLA, the big brand schools. We get that. We've, we've known that. Whether you want to accept it or not, schools were doing it. Whether the NCAA wants to accept it or not, schools were doing this to swindle players to come play for their schools. We get it. That's fine. But Division I Board of Directors Chair and University of Georgia President Jerry Moorhead discussing, I guess, why the NCAA could be having cold feet. He says, and I quote, we want to preserve the positive aspects of the new policy, the NIL policies, while reviewing whether anything can be done 
to mitigate the negative ones. You want to know what those negative ones are that he's talking about? The same people that have been saying for years that schools are paying kids to come play. That's the negative ones that Moorhead's talking about. NCAA President Mark Emirates said, We expect that all members and their, and their representatives are abiding by the NCAA rules and regarding recruiting and pay-for-play, which are in place to support student-athletes. In other words, that's his way of saying, okay, we know schools are paying the players. NIL is just a way they can kind of hide that. Now, let's say if you're a Moorhead state, you're a Montana, you're a South Dakota state. You're still a big school, but you're not on Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, blue blood level. You buy a kid a cheeseburger, you're getting, you're getting the SMU Southwest Conference treatment. You're getting the hammer thrown down. Whether that be on you as a coach, but on your entire team and your entire team's future. There's postseason bans. There's scholarship limitations. There's funding restrictions. You're going to get the entire nine yards from the NCAA. But if you're in Alabama, I'm hearing this quote from President Mark Emmerich. I'm thinking, yeah, if I'm Nick Saban, if I'm Lincoln Riley, if I'm Dabo Sweeney, yeah, okay. Just another deflection. If you're going to come down on these schools for buying kids cheeseburgers pre-NIL, then do it for everybody. If you're going to allow teams like Alabama to pay kids the price of new cars and houses to come play football or basketball or what have you, cool. Let everybody do it. NIL is supposed to try to level the playing field. To try to level the playing field between big schools and small schools. Hands to double A. How about we let that happen? Hmm, sound good? All hunky-dory? How about we allow schools to be able to level the playing field? Like you said that NIL was supposed to do. And then maybe we might have some, in quotations, parity in college athletics. We're going to take one more quick break. We got some bills to pay. You're tuned in to the Antler Report on the Antler Sports Network, whether that be live on the Mixler app, wherever you find your podcast, and on all Google and Alexa-controlled devices. Live from the Thompson Tire and Services Studio. Let's get it! This is the Antler Report. Let's get it! Yes, sir! On the Antler Sports Network. Hello, my name is Tarnisha. My name's Anthony. And we own Drip Like Jesus. Drip stands for devote, reach, influence people, just like Jesus did. Each one of our apparel has a scripture on the back that goes with the design. It's our cool way of spreading the gospel and looking fly. We are located in the Stonebriar Mall in Frisco and also online at www.driplikejesus.com. So feel free to go online and shop or come check us out in Frisco. And thank you for helping us spread the gospel. A car is one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. It's how you get to work, how you take the kids to school, and how you get to some of life's biggest moments. Why not treat it as such? Whenever your car needs some tender love and care, visit Thompson Tire and Services in Tyler on 321 South Bonner Avenue, just five minutes south from Christus Trinity Mother Francis Rose Stadium. Joe Thompson and his team of professionals bring decades of under-the-hood experience to ensure that your car runs to the best of its ability. Any make, any model, any year, Thompson Tire and Services is the only place to get the best service for your car in East Texas. Open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and closed on weekends. 
To make winning decisions, you need a championship team in your corner. Monument Realty, led by Anthony Heider, is that championship team. With countless houses sold in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you're sure to score the right abode for you and your family. If finding the perfect home is in your future's game plan, then Monument Realty and Anthony Heider are your perfect play call to get the job done. Monument Realty in Frisco, Texas, the official realtor company of the Dallas Cowboys, the Texas Rangers, and the Antler Sports Network. You're probably wondering, where is everyone in your area going for screen printing and promotional needs? It's simple. ABS T-Shirt Graphics. They can print on anything. We're talking shirts, hoodies, cups, pens, and pretty much anything that you can put a logo on. ABS T-Shirt Graphics is here to fulfill your company, organization, and fundraising needs. For a free quote, call 903-939-0990. ABS T-Shirt Graphics, located one half of a mile outside of the loop on 155 South. Don't forget to like them on Facebook. ABS T-Shirt Graphics. Live from the Thompson Tire and Services Studio. Let's get it! This is the Antler Report. Let's get it! Yes, sir! On the Antler Sports Network. With the NBA season coming to a close and the playoffs just being around the corner, you're going to need something to... As you can say, become the talk of the town for your NBA Finals and playoff watching parties. Top's Pizza and Tyler is what you need. Top's Pizza has only the best ingredients to deliver, only the best to its customers. Classic pepperoni and loaded supreme. Top's is the top dog for East Texas Pizza. Take advantage of their daily lunch specials. Get a one-topping seven-inch personal pizza and a drink of your choice to get you through your work day or to help you get through a late night of either studying, watching basketball, or even listening to us here on the Antler Sports Network. Order from a live variety of their bone and boneless wings and specialty fries. Located in Troop Highway across from Walmart, Tots Pizza is the official slice of the Antler Sports Network. 12.45, 12.46 is our current time here in the Thompson Tire and Services Studios on a fantastic Wednesday afternoon. Slowly getting hotter. Days and days go by. I know we're in April, but we're already, I'm pretty sure it's about 90 or so degrees outside. The temperature on my laptop here says it's 69 degrees, but if you step outside, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that it's not that cool. I can almost promise you it isn't. Going back to, as we just talked about, the NBA season coming to a close, a couple of big games on slate today, especially seeding-wise. You have the Nets and the Knicks tonight. The Knicks already eliminated from playoff contention, but the Nets still trying to maybe even try to claw their way out of the play-in tournament, if not at least get try to get a higher seed. The Mavericks in that same situation already clinched their playoff spot just trying to play for seeding. They play the Pistons tonight in Detroit. The Wizards and Hawks square off in Atlanta. The Celtics and Bulls, shout out to Chicago. They just clinched a playoff spot last night. The Thunder and the Jazz. The Jazz and their pretty much their last-ditch effort to try to keep Rudy Gobert and or Donovan Mitchell in Utah. I don't know why anyone want to play in Utah, but that's a discussion for another day. They take on the Thunder in Salt Lake City. In the game of the night, the Los Angeles Clippers, where did they come from? Currently sitting one game below 539-40. They take on the Suns at the Staples Center. I know it's Crypto.com. Oh, call it by the right name. Nope, I'm calling it the Staples Center. I'm calling it the name of an actual arena. The Crypto.com arena, one of the worst names in sports. Not only in basketball, but in sports. But that's besides the point. Speaking of the Staples Center, there's a certain team that play in that very same arena. You might know about them, especially now. It's the good old Los Angeles 
Lakers. Oh, you knew this was coming. You knew the Lakers slander was just around the corner. And guess what? The Lakers slander is here, ladies and gentlemen. The Los Angeles Lakers last night with their loss have been officially bounced, eliminated from playoff contention. I love it. I love it. It brings a smile to my face, and I'm sure many of you listening and basketball fans around the globe that we do not have to watch LeBron James get bounced in the first round or stumble his way to the finals just to get it waxed in the finals. One thing that's interesting and something I don't think people talk about enough The Lakers have missed the playoffs in seven of the past nine seasons. Let me say that again. Let me slow it down. Let me get a little bit closer to the microphone as well. The Los Angeles Lakers have missed the playoffs seven out of their past nine seasons. One of the last two times they made the playoffs, they won that championship in the bubble. I'm not a big fan of title asterisks, but... If any title has to have one beside it, it has to be this one, in my opinion. And when they got bounced in the first round. If I'm LeBron James, you have to get to a point and think, you know what? I can't be in the GOAT discussion anymore. And I'm one of those people. LeBron no longer deserves to be in the greatest of all time discussion. And I hate to sound like the good old-fashioned old head, the Jordan supporter, I think defense was better in the 80s. I hate to be that guy, but guess what? Today I'm going to be that guy. Let's be devil's advocate, shall we? Jordan doesn't let this happen. Kobe doesn't let this happen. Kobe didn't let this happen. The man had broken limbs and still came out to shoot free throws for the sake of this team winning basketball games. This doesn't happen with any other great that you love to compare LeBron to. He has the numbers fine. He's about to pass Kareem fine. He can have all the numbers. But his own teammate in Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook, Brooke, whatever you want to call him, tells me and any other inept basketball mind that numbers don't always matter. They don't lie, but they don't always matter. And the sheer fact that if we go back to the national championship, the NCAA basketball national championship, yeah. You have players that are, oh, even though I have a messed up ankle, I'm still going to play. You want to know why? Because they have passion. They have chips on their shoulders. They love the game. They care about the game. They're willing to put their mind, body, and soul on the line for the game of basketball, for their school, for their coach, for their team, for the possibility of glory. Seeing LeBron James sitting on the sideline with his shades on like he's so high and mighty last night as his Los Angeles Lakers were ceremoniously bounced from the playoffs which is one of the few Lakers games I watched. That was a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. It didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right with me at all. Even, apparently, I guess LeBron's actions lately haven't sat right with him either. Here's Magic Johnson regarding LeBron James and his, I guess you could say in quotations, power and control when it comes to off-season and off-season decisions. What is fair to put on LeBron? For, again, he's played great. Mm-hmm. But what is fair 
criticism of him for the season the Lakers But, Damian, first of all, thank you because I love <laughs> listening to get my football knowledge from all your football experts that you have on the show. Uh, and, and so when I think about it, the blame that he's got to take is the fact that DeRozan ended up in Chicago mm. and not with the Lakers. Um, you know, he has expand to, on that thought if you well, will. Well, because DeRozan wanted to play for the Lakers. And when I got the call from his agent, I called the Lakers, said, hey, he wants to come home. And DeRozan could have been a Laker instead of a Bull. We could have made that deal. But when Russell and LeBron and them start talking, that's when they nixed that deal and went with Westbrook, and he became a Laker instead of DeRozan. And I think with DeRozan, and then you, got a, you had a chance to keep the role players, Caruso, KCP, all those guys who are our best defenders, mm -hmm. see, they left. And that's why we were a bad defensive team. But if you signed DeRozan, you only trade Kuzma for Buddy Hill, we would be playing in the Western Conference Championship this year with those two guys. If I'm Magic Johnson, not only am I giving the blame to LeBron, I have to give a little bit to myself. If I'm Magic Johnson, you were in that Lakers front office when LeBron first arrived, what seems like eons ago, but it was about five or so years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were in the front office. You had the ability to tell LeBron, hey, I know you want to come in here and just control everything, but you're not going to do what you've done to every other team and send all of our young assets and our entire future away just so you can have your buddies come play and eventually ruin the team. That's what happened late in Cleveland, and it's lasting in Cleveland. Now look at them. They're a playoff team. They're one of the resurging young teams in the league. You can even go, let's look at the Bulls. You know, where half of the Lakers roster went? Alex Caruso? Possibly should have been a Laker, DeMar DeRozan? Guess what? They just clinched a playoff spot. Well, you got your tail sent home last night. Look at Kyle Kuzma. Him and his Wizards may not be on the same level as the Lakers, may not be on the same level as LeBron. But guess what? We knew the, we knew the Wizards weren't going to be up to par for a while. They're eliminated from playoff contention as well, but guess what? They were a couple, they were four games back from a play-in spot. They were four, yeah, four games back. Looking at the standings now, four games back from the Charlotte Hornets out of a play-in spot. It's the sheer fact that if you look at these two rosters, if you let's say look at the Wizards, for example, let's stick in Washington. If you look at their roster, and you look at the Lakers roster, if I were to give you simply the starting five stats alone for the Lakers and for the Washington Wizards, you would think that a team being led by LeBron James would be in the playoffs. You want to suspect a team being led by Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Ish Smith, Rui Hachimura, Raul Neto, an on-and-off and currently still injured Bradley Beal. And that's no disrespect to those guys. They're, they're doing everything they can. The Eastern Conference has become a bloodbath all of a sudden. And that's okay. They have a very young team. Great pieces like Daniel Gafford, Thomas Bryant, guys that we know can play. But now, it's, 
LeBron, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, as I said during our NCAA segment. You have to sit down, look at yourself in the mirror, and think. With the people that I like to compare myself to in terms of being the greatest basketball player of all time, would they let this happen? Would Michael Jordan let this happen? Put yourself on LeBron's shoes, listeners at home. Would you allow this team with such upside to go this far? And I don't mean in a positive way. I mean this in the most negative way possible. This season has been an absolute fail. It's been a failure, 100%. There are no redeeming qualities from this season. Anthony Davis didn't come back and show that he could be here long-term. I'm pretty sure when Anthony Davis stepped up to the scores table to suck back into the game a couple of nights ago, he probably felt some ankle soreness. I wouldn't be surprised. But you have to get to a point where you think, huh, I got to put some of this on myself. I keep sending away all these young guys that, have, that obviously can play. Last time I checked, Alice Caruso was on that championship team. But where is he now? With the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan, and it was going to be Alonzo Ball, but he's out. Going to have a chance to at least make a conference championship. And if I'm LeBron, where am I? Sitting at home watching all the games via NBA League Pass or whatever illegal website he wants to use. Sitting up posting on Twitter on April Fool's talking about see you next fall. Little did we know he was actually going to bring that to fruition. Was it going to be by his own doing, of course. He's going to sit on the bench for his last game because he's got a little bit of soreness. I don't care. If your game, if the game that you need to play is do or die, you better find a way to go into like a Dragon Ball Z universe and pop a Sensu bean or something to bring your body miraculously back into full recovery to try to play. If you're as great as you want to be, if you're as great as you say you are, this is coming from someone who's a former athlete himself. I'm not going to say I've been to championships and all this, that, and the third, but I've seen some level of success in my playing time. If the moment is big enough, if you want to prove how great you are, you get out there no matter how you feel and you play your ass off to make sure your team doesn't get eliminated from playoff contention with this roster, with all the social media attention it garnered. Who's going to beat this team in four games? It's not about who's going to beat this team in four games. It's that who can beat this team for four games straight. Because apparently anybody could. I'm pretty sure I can get the local YMCA cats, make sure they're all under 25, and probably run circles around this team. This team, after every game, could have stopped at Whataburger if they played the Spurs, Rockets, and Mavericks and got a free drink. Got a free senior drink. That's how old they've gotten. I'm pretty sure after every game, you have to have AARP consultants on the bus to make sure their membership hasn't expired, to make sure they paid their dues for the month. If this team was here 10 years ago, I would say it is one of, if not the best team ever put together on paper of all time. But we don't have that luxury now, do we? We have to deal with an Anthony Davis who's more fragile. Who's, I can't even think of an analogy on how fragile this cat has become. And this isn't any slander on him. He's still a world-class athlete. But there has to be a point where you just say, okay, I need to sit down and make sure I'm 100% healthy. Take it from a Browns fan. I know what it's like to watch someone who we know is injured still try to play. I watched Baker Mayfield for almost 20 games the past couple of seasons. It hurts. It is painful, ladies and gentlemen. And I feel sorry for Lakers fans, but at the same time, I don't because this is what you deserve. This is what you get. You made your bed. Now it's time to lay in it. All this talk, greatest franchise of all time, all these championships, the Mickey Mouse trophy wasn't a fluke. We would have won it whether we were in the bubble or not. 
seasons like this, failure to this level. You see everyone laughing at you, Lakers fans, purple and gold nation, players trolling you, players breaking down your team on social media saying we just targeted a certain player on crutch time because you can't play any kind of defense. All the slander, all the Westbrook jokes, all the LeBron Mickey Mouse jokes. Members of your former front office and Magic Johnson, team legends Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, taking shots at your team. That doesn't happen if you have the greatest of all time. That doesn't happen if you have the best basketball player to ever lace up a pair of boots. That doesn't simply happen. LeBron's not the GOAT. It's time to accept it. I've accepted it. People with common sense have accepted it. And guess what? It's time for Lakers fans to accept it too. But one thing we do have to accept is that this is the end of yet another show. The Atlas Sports Network steps into a new age, ladies and gentlemen. And we love to have you as we step into that new age. Thank you all for listening, whether that be live on the Mixler app, wherever you find your podcasts. And until next week, have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic weekend. And goodbye. There is no one like me.